Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptoff, C70. It's about at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Redbird at A Medlock One on Twitter. Coming to you on Saturday morning after the Cardinals have dropped their first game of the second half. Um, we've got the All Star game. We've got uh, our trip to St. Louis with John Mosellock's comments to talk about, plus what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, so we'll get to all of that, and let's just start with where we were this time last week. Alan, uh, we were back probably right about now. We were meeting up outside of the of the stadium and, and getting a chance to go in and uh, sit in the suites to talk to John Mosellock. A um, lot of different things. I don't know if there was anything like real news out of that. Obviously, he's you know he's not going to break anything for us. He didn't make any trades in while he was sitting in there or anything like that. Um, and, you know, there's been years where we find out stuff after the game that he could have told us beforehand. So, you know, sure. uh, it's not not his place to, to break it necessarily. But um, where did what is there anything that stood out overall for you from from his comments? Uh, it, during the uh, the Q&A and his, uh, you know, the 10 minutes before he opened for questions, nothing was really earth shattering to me. Um, I was, I was, it was so nice just to be back and see everybody mm. and, and for him to be in the room and be so candid and whatnot. Nothing really stood out to me until the rumor started this week, because I thought that the, uh, I thought that his, uh, his, um, breakdown of Jordan Walker was, was, I thought that that was pretty impressive and almost in, during, during his, uh, his breakdown, I kind of even rolled my eyes a little bit when he made the comment of, you know, where we picked him. He said, if you do it a year later, he's probably a top three. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, I'm sure everybody can say that about their prospect after a year. But it really resonated to me this week with all the rumors that we've all that we've all seen online and, you know, the biggest the biggest fish out there mm-hmm. in Soto. And I thought, you know, it. I know one had nothing to do with the other, but it did make me think of some of the scenarios we see how more likely they would be to keep a guy like that, because obviously they are very high on him and win. And uh, I thought that kind of spoke volumes when you kind of take a little bit back and, and kind of read into them a little bit more. Yeah, that's it's interesting, though. I took a little bit different from a different com- comment that he made soon after that. Somebody asked him. Uh, I don't remember exactly the phrasing of the question, but it was something of the fact of, you know. Is there anybody untouchable? I guess to some degree. Yeah, and, I agree with that. I thought and, about and that Mo, as well. Mo said, "Hey, look, it, you know, earlier in my career, I said I would have said I'm never going to trade this guy or never trade that guy, but 
you know, he realized that there are, you know, there could be a player on the planet that you would trade that person for. Um, he's, you know, he followed that up by saying, you know, saying that I'd really like to keep Jordan Walker or something like that. But yeah, um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they would do that for a sort of now. And we'll, we'll, I mean, we might as well go ahead and get into that before we come back to the rest of it because it's irrelevant. But, um, you know, the Soto issue is strange and weird for the Cardinals to be involved in anyway. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think they would, if, if they could do that trade without including Jordan Walker, which I would think would be very difficult to do, but if they could, it's a lot more likely that they would do that. Sure. And, you know, I keep getting text messages from friends of mine and, and asking, hey, what's the likelihood of this happening? What do you think? I'm honestly, I am a, I'll believe it when I see it type deal because I just don't feel like, I don't, I feel like the Cardinals work so much better getting that big contract that it's, after it's already signed. I mean, like the the, the Arnado deal, you know, mm-hmm. that's a fleecing right. and we know it and we understand that we've yet to see the benefit for Colorado and I, it, we, we would, we would assume that it exists, but we just don't see it. Well, right. that being seen, that being said, I, I just don't see that the Cardinals have much wiggle room here. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with Soto going up against arbitration and, uh, you know, maybe a, uh, maybe a pre-deal negotiation about, uh, what, what's it going to take to sign this guy? He's a Boris client. He said no to the nationals who they historically have a great relationship with. I just don't see something like that happening on just a cash value type deal for the Cardinals to give away what it's going to take to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I've, I've said that from the beginning, um, on the flip side of that, I feel like a trade to a big market, which I think that's the only point that he can be afforded will probably be bad for baseball. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm extremely skeptical that he would be traded to the Cardinals at any venture. I'm even skeptical that he gets traded at the deadline this year from the Nationals anyway. Yeah, my, my general thinking is this is going to be a lot of talk and nothing's going to happen out of it. Yeah. The other, the only he's thing... A guy, he's a guy that you need 30 teams involved in. That's that's just the way that I look at it. Well, yeah, but you're never going to be able to do that just because of the price. Well, yeah. you know what I'm but, saying. Yeah, you, but yeah, you don't, right. You don't want the six that are making a run for a wild card well, spot. You but, want ones that are just one over. True. But I think with the fact that he's got two and a half... Uh, years of uh, control left. I think people even that aren't necessarily looking for this year would be in it if you're trying to trade him now. Sure. Now, I agree. I agree. You know, it's probably better for an off-season trade or something like that. I will say the only thing that gives me pause in all that um, is the is the fact that the the team, which I don't think I knew until this whole thing came up, that the Nationals are up for sale. Um. Because I do wonder, like you said, they had a good relationship with the learners and everything like that. I do wonder if Soto accepts that contract extension if he knew that the ownership was going to be the same. You know? Yeah. Um, because I get it. I would, I mean, you've, we've seen it in a lot of times. Um, I mean, you could even argue that Nolan had that somewhat, even though the ownership didn't change in Colorado. But, you know, a guy gets signs a contract and he thinks he's going to be in a competitive spot. And then these new owners come in and strip it down and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's not a lot of fun to be there, or, you know, even just personal relationships. So I get that. Um, you know, if they don't trade Soto before the sale goes through, then, you know, he gets to know the new guys and maybe he decides to stay. I do think that also, yes, it's a Boris client and the money's probably got to have to be bigger than that. But I, I do wonder if, 
if he traded him to St. Louis, if they couldn't lock him up beforehand because he would appreciate the, uh, the, uh, the area and know the ownership and all that kind of stuff. Again, probably not. I think you're going to have to go to the open market, but it was interesting argument. Um, John Fleming wrote that what Soto is projected to do in the next two and a half years, just those two and a half years that you would have him under control um, is better than what Edgar Renteria did in his six years. In yeah. Louis. You're getting a lot of value in those two and a half years, so much so that it might still be worth the trade that you have to make to get him. Now, I, I don't, I, I'm with you. I, I don't see the Cardinals doing it. I don't think that they want to, you know, John Mosellock in that con, in those comments made a, you know, big deal about their pipeline organization. Yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. They'll supplement, but you know, they're the 24th market and the 10th payroll, something of that nature. Yeah. Um, which I, I always think, market size is a little understated for St. Louis because they're going to talk about the TV market of St. Louis and not the fact that Cardinal nation goes from Iowa to Oklahoma to Texas to Mississippi. These kind of people will come in on a weekend and go to a game. I mean, you're, you're reaching more than just, you know, the people that live in St. Louis and the suburbs, but which is more than some teams. Some teams don't have that. Um, but yeah, it's it's so so hard. I mean, I keep wanting to try to believe this thing, um, just because yeah, they have the talent to do it, and you're seeing a lot of. I mean, we saw a report that the Cardinals checked in with the Nationals, which is a that it, that in and of itself is surprising to me, because I'm a little bit surprised. I guess you're just doing your deal of diligence. That would be a mo thing, but it's like I would think it's like there's no way we're going to be able to do this, and maybe they that's what they went in with the idea and just to see if maybe they're wrong. But I was even surprised that in theory they've, you know, checked in or I don't remember if, I don't remember if it was a reputable place that said they had made an offer or, or were preparing offer, or if it was one of those, you know, Twitter accounts that thinks they know what they're talking about. I can't remember, but um, you know, still the, the idea that they were at least interested is a little bit, almost a little bit surprising to me, just given all the things that go around it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it has been interesting to watch, you know, and and listen to and see the opinions and the fake accounts and, and everything uh, blow up on the interest on this front. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I feel the same way. I'm, you're just like you can see where there is where there is a connection, and you can see where they could probably afford it. But it just goes against everything that they've been saying for you know. 15 years about, you know, what it would take is going to take everything they have in the system. That's just not the way they do business. So I haven't heard anything outside of that. And I've kind of stayed away from everything other than the rumors that just pop a couple, uh, you know, around here and there, Um, Mm. you know, so I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 all I can say is I'm skeptical and, uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It will, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I was looking here on, MLB.com because there's a link about would Soto be worth the cards. It's worth reading because I I don't I don't know that anybody believes that Cardinals the, the MLB writers and I, I, nothing against John Denton who I don't really know and seems a little bit weird on Twitter. Um, but you know, you know we've had Matthew Leach, we've had Jennifer Langosh, we've had um, you know a number of others that have been in this spot. So nothing against them. But it's very unlikely that something that the Cardinals don't want shows up on MLB.com. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, what was it? It was, 
you know, during the, you know, during the lockout, there's nothing on the site except for old stuff. There's been a couple of times where there was a, a controversy or some sort and it might be mentioned, might not be. So just, it was worth looking at to see what the spin is off of, you know, what didn't has written here. And, you know, it's, it's not ruling it out at all, but it does point out, and it was it's a comment that, that Mo made while we were with us too, about, you know, Hey, made that Marcelo Zuna trade. Be really nice to have Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> yes. Know, I did think that was funny that he brought that up. Um, but, you know, so yeah, to watch, to watch Jordan Walker be a national and, and tear it up. But, mm, but again, I, you know, again, I, this is, this is me fighting this out of my head. You know, Jordan Walker has really great hit tool and, you know, a lot of different things and could be a very good player. But Juan Soto is legitimately, not just hyperbolically, being compared to Ted Williams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't get those kind of guys. They just don't come. I mean, I can't remember. Kyle said something about Jordan Walker. Maybe it wasn't Jordan Walker, but I thought it was. And he said he could have a career like, Paul Konerko or something like that, which is a really good career, right? I mean, you take that. That's a really good player, but it's not Ted Williams. So I don't know. I mean, I think we, we do get tied into these, these prospects and we, we try to, you know, project a little bit on them, but you got a guy here that's not that much older than Jordan Walker, um, you know, doing what he's doing. I think that the Cardinals again, and we'll talk about it. The Cardinals need pitching for this year. But, you know, for, for a, you know, for the next few years and, and when you have an opportunity to get a talent like that, you really got to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. And we, I, we, seems like we've said this since Harper, you yeah. know, and that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's fun and I would love to see it. And I, and trust me. And when I saw Soto in person, he was one of the most impressive guys I've ever seen. I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is unreal you know, his ability to hit and play and charisma, which could be, you know, it's not always, it's not always doesn't seem acceptable. I don't know if that's just the, that right word for it, but, uh, but yeah, it'd be amazing, but you're right. I mean, it, uh, I mean, even if the rumors are true that you'd have a Corbin come back, I mean, they'd, they'd grab your arm, but I feel, I still feel like you'd probably lose a pitcher in the deal potentially. Mm-hmm. And some, uh, some of the big name prospects that I think would have to clean you out. You know, I point out Walker because he's going to be the jewel of any trade. He and Wynn right. are going to be the ones that people want. I'm no prospect lover. You know that. I've always said mm-hmm. that, you know, trade him for the, trade him for the, uh, you know, trade him for a guy like Soto. I mean, this is the one that you can dump it for. I just don't see that. That's just not their MO because I feel like right. you would have to clean out so much of the minor league system that it would hurt you in the long run, even with a potential two to two and a half years of a, a big time uh, player like Soto. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm very skeptical. You know, I know I keep saying that, but it just doesn't fit their, their mold. Now on the flip side of that, something that you and I have always talked about, one of these days they're going to do this right? and they're laying in the weeds for one of them. And you know, this may be the biggest fish that's out there, you know, that fits the, that fits what they want. Young, controllable superstar. And if they feel like they could sell them, you know, then maybe there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. You're right. And it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. You know, the one reason they traded for, 
they tried to trade for Giancarlo Stanton. They traded for Nolan. Um, less so for for um, Those contracts were set. It's yeah. not that they don't. I don't think that it's like uh, that they mind paying the money. I mean, they don't necessarily want to, but they don't. They just want to know what it's going to be. You know, right now you've got Soto at arbitration. You can get a pretty good idea, but then once he gets to free agency, you know how much you, I don't, I don't, I think they don't want to overbed, you know, they don't yeah. want to overpay. Um, so if the market market's press is set by that contract, they're willing to take it on. So, but then boy, yeah. Can you imagine the next three years um, or next two years or this year, whatever with Arenado and Goldschmidt and Soto? Um, I mean, you don't know who's around them. I mean, you don't know if you could still have a taller O'Neill. You don't know if you still have a Dylan Carson. Uh, you probably have at least one of those guys, but that, you know, you might win a few eight to seven games that way. Yeah, true. Might have to. Um, and I, I'm a little bit intrigued by Corbin. I don't think he would necessarily be, you know, back what he was if they got him, if they came in that drill. But I do think he could possibly be better than what it's, what it's looked like, especially behind a decent defense. Um, you know, is that enough for what the Cardinals need right now? I don't know. But I also don't know, I mean, what the Cardinals going to go get in the pitching market. Cause there's not just I like, know. there's not like there's a, you know, they're not going to go get Luis Castillo. They're probably <laughs> not going to get Frankie Montas. So what are they going to get, you know, that, that well, works? Well, and it's funny. I, if you were implying this, I apologize because I missed it. Is there any way they go get Corbin without a, any attachment? No, I don't. I don't think Corbin, I don't, no, I don't think so. I mean, if they saw something in his metrics or his delivery or whatever, they thought, okay, we could fix this. Maybe. But the Nationals got to take a lot of, of that salary on. I, I don't, I would be very surprised if they did it that way. And yeah. the Nationals might not want to do that because. The, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that sometimes that Soto's trade sure. value becomes reasonable, right? Um, otherwise, it's just hold on. Now, if they decide they're going to hold on to Soto to the off season, you know, maybe they do that. But um, I think. I think if you trade for Corbin by itself, the Nationals have to pay a lot of the salary. If they add him to Soto, they don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 That's very true. Um, do you wonder about does the moves they made last year mm-hmm. kind of make you think that Keiko's not out of the question? I don't. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, with that. Although Mo told us in the, you know, he said, hey, last year we did this. That doesn't mean we're going to do that this year. You know, it may require something different. Um, but Keiko would be free. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, you know, Keiko's failed with two plot teams right now. Yeah, you know? true. It's, I, know, it's I, I agree completely. Yeah. I, I think that, I think if they didn't take a flyer on him, and, it, and there's no indication that they expressed interest after he left the White Sox. I don't think his time in Arizona did anything for him. And I don't, the Cardinals need pitching, but you know, I think before that they just put in Zach Thompson or Jake Woodford or somebody like that. Cause at least Woodford for all his issues and, and stuff has put up better major league numbers than Keiko has over the last little bit. And I, yeah. 
yeah, I just, I mean, could they sign him to a minor league deal and see if they could figure something out? Yeah, but I, I don't think that's their. Oh, okay, this is going to give us our innings. I, I don't think that's what they're planning on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just whenever I saw his second release, honestly, on the first one, I thought that they may uh, give it a shot, but then I realized that his former pitching coach was in Arizona, and you know, one of those things. We've seen enough links, and him being a Midwest guy, I kind of have a feeling that that would be one of the links that they would look at, kind of like the hat deal. You know, basically Illinois guy, you know, let's let's see what we can get. Maybe a little bit of momentum. I'm not sure that that is the way that they're going to go this year. But 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 with me personally, I'm not certain that they that they go much bigger than that. You know, well, depending on what you feel of Syndergaard and that would be the one that you could kind of circle. But I, I don't know. I feel like that name is enough out there to where they'll probably miss out on that one, too. So so I don't know. I just I just kind of wonder at what level of arm are they going to try to get? Yeah, it's it, and it's interesting. Obviously, Mo didn't say anything to us, but I just don't. And, and maybe it's me not paying as enough attention and such. But I just don't know that there's a whole lot out there, right? I mean, yeah. last year we were like, you know, there was the Scherzer idea. You know, there was. I mean, not that necessarily the Cardinals were going to engage there because we've all the issues, too, but they probably should have. Um, but you know, somebody like that was on the market. I just, I mean, I like Luis Castillo, but I don't see the Reds trade name to the Cardinals. And I don't see enough of Montas. I'm sure he'd be fine, but he's got his, some some health issues, right? I mean, he's back from whatever kept him out, but, you know, you still don't want to risk giving up a whole lot for a guy that might not make it through the rest of the year, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, and other than that, it, it just, I haven't seen a lot of lists, but it seems like there's just nothing else being mentioned, at least. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they, it, you look at it more than I do. Is there anybody else that's out there that that you can think of? That well, those are the names that just scratch that I want to get off the top off the top of my head, and you kind of wonder. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like they're not as far away from last year as they were. That's what makes me think the Keiko deal makes makes more sense. But I also feel like that probably would have been announced by now as well. Right. Um, the, well, is he uh, clear? Uh, wasn't it? It was pretty break though, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess it was. It'd be pretty close to clearing if it hadn't yet. That may be part of it too, but you know, given if if it hasn't happened by this time next week, then yeah, we know. It oh happens. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but as far as you know, controllable. This is the one thing that I give them a lot of credit for, and I, I give them a lot of credit for a lot of things. But this is one they turn over a lot of stones to make stuff happen a lot of time. Yeah, and then they find some diamonds in the rough and things that you trade, and you're like, okay, well now I can kind of see where this would make sense. But uh, in, in these markets like this, where we talk about the Montas and the Syndergaard and stuff like that, I never feel like they're in the play for those guys. Because I always feel like they're never going to be one to make that big move right at the deadline for the two names. Because a lot of those are made out of desperation by some of those teams sometimes. And I just don't feel like they ever they ever lose their cool enough to do it. But, you know, I could see one that may be an early or, you know, one of those. I. I don't know. I'm kind of speaking in circles on this because I still feel like we're not, it's going to be similar to, to last year about how they did it because I feel like they think they're good enough where they're not going to have to move a lot of stuff out. You know, that, that opens up a whole other realm of possibilities with, with the, the need to maybe move to young and things like that, mm-hmm. which may not net you much, but you may be able to get a bigger piece than what I'm thinking that they're going to get. As far as names, I don't know what those names are. I'm just kind of picking the ones that are, you know, maybe bottom feeders type situation. I mean, like me personally, I think Syndergaard kind of moves the needle a little bit. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. But I just I, I'm not certain of that though. I think Yeah, and I've forgotten. I had I had seen Syndergaard as a possibility too. I think Syndergaard is I think you're right. I think he's kinda in that mix. To some degree he's a bigger name than he is. Player. I I completely agree with that. I completely right. agree with that. Um but that being said, he could still help the Cardinals right now. Sure. Um, I mean, he's not striking out like people like he used to. Um, but, you know, he is a four ERA out in, out in the West, which AOS just got some bigger bar players, some others, which play in the American League. Uh, his whip's reasonable. Um, he's given up 1.1 home runs per nine. That probably goes down in Bush Stadium. Um, I guess, you know, he could be a, I mean, I think he's a four or five on this team, maybe a three, depending on how you short out your rotation, but that could be helpful enough. I mean, if you don't, well, you know, yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know what, not to, I mean, I'm certain you'll agree with this, but I, I'm not certain that the, their rotation isn't a bunch of threes anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're trying to talk ourselves into this one, I guess. But, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I could see it. And it's it's one of those out of New York where we thought, oh, man, that would have been a huge move to where, you know, he stayed without a job for quite a while, too. You know, yeah. so so I don't I don't know what the periphery will say on that. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, just I, I don't know enough to get deep into it. But just at a glance, you know, he looks – he looks fine. I don't, I'm not saying he looks great. He doesn't, and it depends. I mean, you're not giving up. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't think you give it much. I mean, you know, LA's got him just signed through this year, right? It's just one year deal. So they're not going anywhere. Um, I mean, it feels like that's a, I mean, you'd almost like to say that's a D young for him. You know I mean? I mean, if the, but the angels don't have a necessarily have a need or you're looking at a, you know, you're looking at a prospect that's not in there that, you know, top 10 of the Cardinals. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, if they're paying, you know, a, a decent prospect for him, then I don't think they should necessarily go that route. Cause I just don't feel like he would cost that much depending yeah. on, depending on the market. I mean, depending on how many people go, are in on him, you know, just, just at the face of it though. I mean, you're not talking about anything huge um, unless you're paying for the name. Um, and I don't think the Cardinals, the Cardinals are pretty good about not paying for the name. I think. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, that I agree with. I. Yeah. I. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. So I. I, I think that's a name they're going to be looking at. His ERA plus is a hundred, so he's right at league average yeah. this year, basically. Um, and I think that's a name that they'd be looking at because league average. I mean, let me pull it up. But I feel like league average is better than Dakota Hudson. Maybe that's my bias showing again. Yeah. But, well, and we're probably at a breaking point on that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say that, but you know, right when you think he's left for dead, he plays pretty well. Right. Right. Um, Hudson's ERA plus is ninety five this year, so he's slightly better, at least by that measure. Cindergard um, uh, is than Hudson. Yeah, it, it was funny that you know we were up there and it, I missed it. You had to tell me because I'd missed it when I was traveling. You know, they put Hudson on the on the injured list uh, <laughs> last week, and I'm like. And they said he had a crick in his neck over the last couple starts. I was like, crick his neck every freaking time because yeah. the last have actually been decent. Um, 
you know, maybe that's what he needs to focus or something. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, because we had that he had that two or three games earlier in the year where like, okay, pitch comms working for him. And, you know, they've talked to him. He's working faster. And it, this is the new Dakota Hudson. And they went right back into that. I can't get anybody out. And I have to pitch, you know, 10 pitches to every batter. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, then, like I said, about the time you're like, man, we got to get, you got to get him out of that. He pitches another couple of good games. And um, so it's, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I know I am frustrated with Dakota Hudson. I don't know if the team is yet. Um, he still gets mentioned a lot as a, you know, yeah. a young, good pitcher. And I mean, career wise, he has been fairly good in some mark, but I've, I've always felt like that, that command was going to come back to it, get him in a, and it's, it has really this year. Yeah. It's just, it's a very weird, um, start to the career, you know, the ups and downs. And I mean, I, I'm fairly confident. I've lost more confidence in him this year than I have in the past. Yeah. It's because I thought, okay, there's some growing pains, but the thing is, it seems like it's been the same guy we've seen now, right. you know, all three years that he's been back, even considering the injury. I mean, it hasn't looked that much different. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure what plays out on that. It could be an interesting two weeks, honestly. For Well, I guess we're much shorter than that now. But, uh, well, I guess it would be two weeks. But to see what kind of happens, and we do this every year, and, and now you have me going over just every roster on baseball references to see the names that, that could potentially be out there. You know, the one that I do not think makes any sense at all, and I wouldn't like it because I feel like it's a retirement season for him, is them trying to kick the tires on Granky a little bit. Yeah. I would not like to see that, by the way. No. I think there has been, of course, I don't know if he put a no trade in his one-year deal or not, but um, there have been, I don't know if it's, there have been rumors that Granky doesn't necessarily care to play in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, there were some this offseason, especially when the Cardinals, because it looked like that was one the Cardinals could try to sign. Um, and there was some indication that he did not, care to play in St. Louis. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's just, you know, rumor or whatever. Knowing Grinky, I would not be surprised if there's some sort of... Yeah, no, I agree with that. ...that he doesn't necessarily like certain places or whatever. I, I could believe that, and maybe it's maybe it's, grow, you know, coming up through the or- Orioles organization and uh, the Big Brother Syndrome type of thing. I don't know, but uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't think they would. I mean, they could, and and the, I don't think the Royals, unless Granky wanted to be traded, I don't think the Royals would trade him. No, just I because, agree. Yeah, you know, it doesn't do them. They're not going to get the much. That doesn't do them any good. And you know, he came to them for a reason. So exactly, that's yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. But yeah, now let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> <laughs> I would also imagine. I don't know. I mean, not that. Not that Granky's a bad person or anything. I think everybody seems to, a lot of people do seem to like him, but he does seem like a guy that would would alter your chemistry a little yeah. bit weird. You know what I'm saying? Just because of, of some of his, you know, he's very honest in, in things. And, um, you know, that could be good for some teams. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that's probably going to happen. Um, Let's see. Uh, and we've, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that Mo said. Um, I, I did make the mistake of asking about TJ McFarland a little bit and, uh, Mo spit a little Mo, fire. 
A little bit, a little bit. Um, but, and he makes a point, and it's a point that I've not been one to argue with. I mean, I came across as a little bit more of the, you know, why do we, you know, the Twitter following, uh, Twitter fired up fan base, I guess, that I meant to, but um, because he did, he said, okay, you can't just draw, you can't just cut a guy, you know, you've got to have, you know, um, you can't walk through that clubhouse and just, Hey, you know, you got people fearful for the jobs and all that. And I get all that. And, and I, I think that's fair. And really what my question wanted to be, and I didn't phrase it well, was more about the process of getting free agent relievers in the off season because his record still is not real great there. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I would have, I think would I think a lot of us would have liked him to have gone with Luis Garcia instead of TJ McFarland this last year. Handedness, who cares? Um, and that that would have been the right choice apparently. Um, that that said, he did get Packy Naughton, and Naughton's done fairly well. Um, but you know, I do wonder about like he said, you can't just cut them when they're just being terrible, and you know, without giving them pretty much all the rope you can, which is fine. And I get that, but I do wonder how that compares with this idea that they has been out there before of, you know, you've got to perform to keep your job. Right. Um, we've talked a lot about that, about being competitive, about, um, you know, doing, you know, you know, if you're not good, you're going to get let go. I mean, that is part of the game. I think everybody knows that you don't have to do it. You know, the first time a guy blows a save or anything. And, you know, hopefully this rehab start, the rehab from TJ McFarlane, you know, he comes back and he looks more because they're talking about, Hey, he looks a little bit more like last year, which is fine and dandy. It didn't necessarily pan out on Saturday or was it Friday? Saturday. It was after, right after I asked him, he came in and had, he had some bad luck. We had an error behind him, didn't he? I think, um, but you know, maybe we'll see a better TJ McFarlane over the last 60 games or whatever. Um, but I do wonder about that still. I mean, where, where do you draw the line? Cause you can't just, yeah. you can't just sign a guy and he's going to be on your team no matter what the rest of the year, unless it's Albert Pujols. Um, I, I just don't think that's the case. I think that there's got to be a threshold for you. You say, this isn't working for this team. Now, maybe we're, and we're, if we're not there, that's fine, but it'd be interesting to know what that threshold is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, there were some valid points, but he did finish it by, you know, uh, ultimate. And I don't even think this was about McFarland, but it was about, you know, the results matter and the end. And you just kind of wonder how long those results are going to matter on this in this situation. And I feel like Thompson coming up probably puts a lot of pressure on him. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes and yeah, how utilization goes. But uh, but I, I thought you had a valid question. But I think that he's going to get defensive because he call out players by name too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that and it's yeah. I, I I think that's where a lot of the explanation came from. Yeah. Although. I think there's also a possibility that if I'd asked the question, he'd have filled in the names, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also think he got sidetracked just because, you know, even though Mo said he gave up Twitter two years ago, most don't know what's going on. on Twitter. Oh, he still knew. There was a lot of hot button topics that he talked about that are, that originate on Twitter. I thought that was funny. I, yeah, I don't know if he's got some sort of, a, if he was not quite completely honest with us um, or, 
if he doesn't, you know, they don't have an intern that compiles, you know, trending topics or something like that for him. Yeah. Uh, I, which may be very possible uh, that he's got some idea. Uh, here goes my connection. Um, okay, we're back. Oh, okay, um, cool. I was a little worried about that. I was like, ah, that power surge may have got you. I, I saw that. Uh, I just looked at him. I said, look, lost my connection. Shoot. But nope, here we go. Um, so we'll just leave that in because I'm not going to be too pleased to edit it out. Um, where was I? Um, yeah, I just, you know, it was, and I think, I think it'd been interesting. I think maybe more than even TJ McFarlane. What in the heck is going on with Drew Verhagen? Right. I mean, the guy comes in, he pitches for like three days and then he goes back on the DL with or the IL with this impingement thing that he seems to continually have. Is it, is he just not getting healthy or is the club like, <laughs> this still isn't working. You must not be healthy. Because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's we thought that we had kind of seen the end of some of this a little bit. But I, right. it seems like it, it is as prevalent as it has been in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, and it may be, I mean, it may be that he's coming off too early, um, and they see that, hey, you know, he's still, he's still, you know, still struggling with the same stuff. But yeah, he came, you know, came off, pitched two games against the Dodgers, and then went right back on the injured list, and, um. And this is what, like the third third trip to the injured list this year. So, um, I mean, and that's another one where, I mean, I guess with the trips to the injured list, it's hard to just say, we're going to let this guy go because we really, you know, maybe he hasn't been healthy this whole time. And I think, didn't they send him to a two-year deal? So, you know, you're cutting off next year too. But I still, it's like, wow. I mean, what we have seen of him, it's seen flashes of, of good, but for the most part, it's it's been a struggle all year long. And yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting at the end of the year, I guess, to see how much of that was health and how much of that is just, you know, maybe not not that good. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think everybody expected to see the next Michaelis, and and we haven't seen that. And no. uh, you know, yeah, you, you wonder how long. I, I, that's going to be a stupid statement, but I'm, I was going to say, you wonder how long that uh, that. Uh, uh, that pipeline will be open yeah, as prevalent as they feel like they play that with these guys that come in if the success rate is only 50% really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because you've gotten, you got O from over there, um, which worked out for one year, at least or a couple of years. Um, and obviously Michaelis has been pretty good. Um, but then you have Hagen hasn't. And yeah, you, you just, you're going to need a few more hits on that. I think to, feel completely confident um because all it takes is like they said before when Verhagen was on we were like okay yeah they do pretty well over there so this is good and it, it, all it takes is one bomb and it's like mm, maybe not you know and how much of that is just him and how much of that is something in the process we don't well we don't know until they try to get i guess yeah um anyway uh let's see i can't think of anything else that came out of last weekend um but like I said, it was a good time. It was a good time to see everybody that we hadn't seen since 2019. It's a lot of new faces. Uh, a lot of people that, um, like I said, I was sitting there and they were giving Q and A's. And it's like, I don't recognize that person, but I recognize that voice. I've heard it on a podcast. I know who yeah. that is. Um, and, 
so yeah, it was, I know, uh, Ben Godar told me that he heard you come up behind him. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you yeah. know, like, just from, uh, just from hearing you behind him. So, yeah, um, so, that's yeah, funny. It, it was a lot of, a lot of fun to get to get together with everybody. <laughs> and, uh, so good stuff. Um, I had a chance the night before to, to be up there with the Fox or the Pali sports guys now and uh, not in the, not the broadcast people, but uh, with the PR side and I was talking to my friend that uh, Jeff Goldman, we've had him on the oh, show yeah. before. And uh, I did ask you, I said, how are, how are the ratings this year? I asked him, they're still top three. He said, they're number one right now. Wow. Uh, it's not surprising. I mean, they've been number one yeah. before the past. And when you think about, you know, last year, Molina, Albert Pujols, you know, all that stuff, that probably helps a lot. That's um, true. That's true. Um, but it was a, a, a good it's been a good year for them for sure. Um, so judging uh, by secondary market and hotel prices, I feel like that makes a, bit, a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I understand that things are expensive right now, but I could see the, the television rankings being very high and I could, and attendance is probably pretty dang high right now too, just because it's tough to get a ticket in stuff to get a, a, get a room downtown. Yeah. I, you know, I know you went through a lot of that. Um, you know, when I stayed with a friend, he looked it up for the, the tickets for the last day, the last season, the, you know, the last series against pirates. And, uh, he said standing room only is, is sitting at a hundred dollars. Wow. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of crazy. Right now, I just pulled that up. Cardinals are second in the majors in average attendance, um, behind the Dodgers who just have that, you know, huge stadium out there. Yeah. Dodgers are averaging. Dodgers are averaging more than I think Bush Stadium holds. So sure, uh, because they're at forty eight thousand. Uh, Cardinals are at thirty eight eight, and the Yankees are at thirty eight three, and the Atlanta's at thirty eight two. So they're right there. You know, there's a competitiveness between two and probably five. But um, but yeah, they're right there. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what Mo was saying. You know, look, we can we can have that kind of payroll because of of the people that that come, and um, you know they're able to, to pull people from a lot more area than just, just St. Louis, which helps. Um, also we heard, um, I think it was while we were up there. Um, the plan for Yadier Molina's return. Um, I mean, not Mo, Mo didn't, I don't think Mo referenced. I guess he talked to him. He about was Molina. asked about it. Yeah. yeah he he asked about about it. On the very end yeah. and, um, said he had talked to him and everything looks good. Um, you know, he's going to do the rehab, what, I guess this next week, right? He's just got on a rehab assignment, so he can yeah, be ready. Be back. Yeah. Second. Um, so, and which is a, a Wainwright start against the Cubs. It should be a good game. Um, so, you know, how are they, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, one, this has been a little bit different, right? I mean, Yachty to go back to Puerto Rico, uh, <sighs> Apparently, spend more time getting tossed out of foot basketball games. <laughs> we don't know what else he's doing down there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a little bit. We don't know what he's been away from the team, right? I mean, he's not been around. He's not gotten checked in. We don't. So we don't know what this rehab has looked like. Um, and it may have not needed a rehab. He may have just needed to get off his legs for a month. You know, yeah. and that's that's what he's doing, and that's that's fine. But it's a little bit different. Right. And I get that. It's last year of a legendary guy. You give him all the leeway you could. What do you, what do you expect out of Molina when he comes back and how do you expect them to use him when they get back? 
Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, just because I was going to I was going to uh, kind of come at this a little bit differently in the fact that you're just like, hey, this is the last season. Um, mm. You're really not going to be in the dugout the whole time? Yeah. You know what I mean by that? And then I thought, the way that he came in was late. You wonder if there isn't things out of his control that are actually going yeah. on in Puerto Rico. You yeah. know, unsaid things, family issues, you know, maybe stuff like that. We don't know. And it's tough to judge. And it's tough for me to think that it's not something other than that when he's just away from the ball club, when we know that the Pujol straw was huge with Molina. You right. know, right. when they come back, it's going to be interesting. Because I would assume, and I may be wrong on this, I don't know, that Romine gets released, right? When he gets active. I or would expect, he's not yeah. in St. Louis, let's put it that way. You know what I mean? One of those things. And yeah, I would think so. Down, so. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, and then, do you see a 50-50 split, or do you see them try to push it as much as he can and say, hey, if he's healthy, let's try to get everything we can out of him because all we've heard forever and all we've seen forever is that he plays better with rest. Well, Potentially, he's had that, you know, for a month. So, I could see him being in the lineup every day for a while just to see what happens. Don't know if that glass into uh, a pennant push or whatnot, but um, it, it will be interesting. And, you know, it's one of those to where you could almost, just my gut feeling on this, it could maybe be hard to watch at some points this, in the rest of the yeah. season. You know, that being said, it's been hard to watch any Cardinal catcher this year. So, um couldn't get more source. You got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, I think I do. I mean, obviously he's going to catch every Wainwright start. We know that. Um, there's still a chance for them to break that record. And I think that's the biggest thing right now um, to have that shot. Um, I kind of think, I kind of think we'll maybe, it, and it's depend. It's hard to say. I mean, it is Yadier Molina. And I have trouble saying this, but I kind of think we'll see more Kisner than we see Melina. Maybe. Just yeah, because, it, I, and the thing is, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, just because they've got to rest him. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think that Yachty is coming back now for that record, not necessarily that he's, you know, oh, I'm fully rested and ready to go. I think it's like, I, if I wait any longer, we can't get that record. Um, so I, I'll tough it out for that. So... I could see, you know, Kisner three starts, Yachty two, you know, depending on how things go, depending on off days and stuff like that, um, which I don't think, I know the Cardinals have a couple of off days this coming week around their Toronto visit. Let me see. I don't think they have very many other ones down the stretch um, to factor in. Uh, is, it, is it two in Toronto? Let me check real quick. Or is it three? Yeah, it's just two in Toronto. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's the Cardinals are Monday, then it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Are they off Thursday? They're off Thursday. Okay, two days this week. Okay. And then and then they go to you know Washington right before the trade deadline. No news there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, And then remember the trade deadline this year is also August second. It's a little bit weird to me that they wrote into the CBA that the trade deadline can be anywhere from. I don't remember if it was from the thirty first to the second or the. 29th to I, there's like there's a, like a range that they, like they can make it every year which i don't know why i think they i don't know why they did it that way but it works for me my second's my birthday this year so you know that's something maybe some news on my birthday um they actually the cardinals have let's see yadi will start back on the second 
they have Monday the 8th off, Monday the 15th off, but then they play the rest of August. They get September 1st, and then September 12th, September 19th, September 26th, and September 29th. So they have four days off in um, September, five days off in September. So that'll help him some too. Um, and then just, but that stretch, I mean, that stretch in from the 16th of August to the 31st of August also concludes a doubleheader in Wrigley to make up for one of those games yeah. at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, Kisner's going to get, I think Kisner's going to get quite a bit of playing time for better or for worse. I mean, we've seen some flashes out of Kisner this year, but I also think that, boy, I don't know. I don't know where he's fallen. I mean, I don't know what they look like for next year because I don't know that Kisner's the, the default. This is your starting catcher next year. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, because even Mo said something, right? I mean, he said he was hoping that Kisner would take off and hasn't yet. Um, he made some passing reference there, and he's kind of – I mean, I would. Be, it's going to be. I mean, it's ways off, obviously, still. But it's going to be very interesting to see if they're ready to put Herrera as your main catcher next year, or if it's really just a fully, hey, we're going to spend April and May kind of alternating these guys, and whoever whoever grabs a hold gets to be it. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and you know, and, and just out of sheer things that we haven't had to deal with in twenty years, I, I just mm-hmm. kind of wonder if they kind of peruse the market a little bit. Um, you know, it, that would yeah. be interesting just to see what's out there. And I don't even know. I mean, other than Contreras, but I'm going to assume Contreras is going to sign a big deal somewhere. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it, this could be, I know it's early being late July, but this could be a fairly fun off season. Things that we haven't seen in a long time to stay competitive. And, and, uh, and it, it could be odd to see how it goes down as well. But but you're right. I mean, I, th- I think that they want to give Herrera every chance. I think they want to give Kisner every chance, but I feel like that's that's dwindling a little bit. But he's shown signs that he may be able to hold down the job. So so I, I'm not sure how it'll play. Yeah, I mean, we've I think to some degree, got to realize that, you know, catcher is not a place that gets a lot of production a lot of times yeah. in Major League. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mean, you're right. We've 20 years, the Cardinals have had – a catcher that, you know, the first couple of years of Yachty, he was defensive only been, and so good at defense. You didn't think about it, but it didn't take long for him to be a, you know, I'm not saying, you know, a huge thing, but a, a viable offensive issue uh, or if a force. And so, yeah, we haven't, I mean, the last couple of years he struggled. So, but even then it's not quite the same, you know, cause you still have that legend behind it, I guess, to some degree, but um, so yeah, that's going to be different. Um, you talked about Paul DeYoung player of the week last week in AAA. Um, it's still, I, where, what are we doing with him? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I really don't know what's going to happen. Do you, you think it, I, I gotta feel like, boy, I, I, I got to feel like the odds are 70, 30 or something that he's gone after the deadline in some sort I, of deal. I just about texted you that yesterday because I thought this is one where I feel like he means so much to them mm-hmm. and being a lifelong guy and what he's done and his struggles. 
I could feel there to be that they may be feeling out of trade if it's not for an arm, and it may be for an arm, but to a spot that he finds favorable, kind of like a in a in a smaller sample of Piscotty type deal, Mm -hmm. you know. But I mean, I don't know though. Yeah, but, but I feel I feel with you. I, I that's exactly how I thought. I was like, I feel like this is inevitable. On, really. Yeah, I kind of feel like that. But on the flip side of that, and I don't, I don't. It's not exactly a cardinal move either. But as much as I kind of like Edmundo Sosa, you know, yeah, he I mean, he gets hit more than he gets a hit. You know, I mean, it's it's he's hitting one eighty eight this year. His OPS plus is forty nine. Um, it, he's out of options, so you'd have to waive him. But as and as bad as Paul DeYoung is, because I know he was player of the week down there, but he's still just hitting two thirty seven. Um, and he's striking out in about well more than a quarter of his time down there. Um, although that's overall, I have to you know, but at least a strikeout a game. And I is he a better? bench bat than Sosa. I mean, Sosa's got flashy defense, but I, you know, Young's obviously very capable defensively. I mean, could you see them cutting Sosa and bringing the young up for the rest of the year just to be that bench guy? Or do you think that's, you know, you're going to be too tempted to try to play him regularly. I don't, although I don't, I don't feel like that's the case with, um, Marmol as much as it would have been with Shield. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree with that. Um, that leads me to something else that that I will get to afterwards. I I honestly do not know on the DeYoung thing because I mean, do you try to catch lightning in the bottle with the power? Mm-hmm. But does that lead to more questions on where you play everybody, or does he become a DH option? And you know, just <clears throat> I don't know. It leads to a ton of questions to me. Um. I will say something that Marmol did while we were in St. Louis that I thought was interesting, and I've looked back, and it seems like it's happened quite a bit. That Have you noticed that Edmund plays second a lot when Pujols plays first? Because there's other times where Sosa has played third and Edmund has played second. Well, when we were there, it was it was Pujols, Edmund, Sosa, Donovan. And I know Donovan, I feel like they feel like his strength may be at third base, but they had moved around some, and, and you realize, you're just like, I wonder why they did it, why they did. Well, there was a play early in the game when we were up there that right. Albert no chance gets to, and I'm not sure anybody else does, but, but Edmund went way over to get it and made it fairly routine, but had a long way to go. And it meant a lot to me because I was thinking I, he covers so much ground. I think they're going to play him on that side of the infield for that reason, where, uh, where ultimately he may be the better option at shortstop. But I think that they think that far enough ahead that they made that kind of decision, which meant, which to me meant a lot for Marmol or, or maybe Clapp, who's doing the, the infield a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that at all. I didn't, but I'd also, and maybe it is that, and it probably has factor that, but is it, don't you think it's at least somewhat, Pujols is playing against a lefty, so Gorman's not playing? You think that's part of it? Too? Well, potentially. I mean, yeah, I, and I could see that. I could see that yeah. as well. I just, It obviously works well this way, because you're right. If yeah. you have Pujols first and Gorman at second, you have a lot weaker side of the infield no i agree i agree and you just you feel like you're going to play the matchups more with with gorman and you're right than they do with donovan i noticed donovan still plays against a bunch of lefties and i haven't looked at any splits or anything like that 
but uh, but yeah, I did I did think one I was more impressed that Edmund made a long play that mm. <clears throat> that is actually extremely difficult, but he makes it look easy because he was playing up the middle and goes wide down the line on a ball that Pujols a lot of first base can probably make a play on, but Pujols doesn't even move. Maybe just the one step to his right, and Edmund makes it. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I did wonder why they kind of played, why they shifted around more than they did, where your natural inclination would be like, hey, Edmund's our everyday shortstop, we'll leave him there. But Donovan at third, Donovan at second, and Sosa playing the other, to where we we had, we were kind of led to believe that, not, and not, not in a negative way, that Sosa right. may be the superior infielder. I think it shows that they have a lot of confidence in Edmund wherever he's playing, and maybe yeah. as the superior infielder anywhere they play him. That's true. Uh, looking up the splits on Donovan, he's actually better against lefties than righties. Okay, he's played less, and that doesn't lefties. surprise me. Yeah, he's got a 847 OPS against lefties and a 765 against righties. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. I guess it wasn't the play. Maybe it was the same play. I because on Saturday, especially, I was watching the TV some as we're moving around because there were a lot of people outside watching the game. So I didn't sit out there very much. It was also 105. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking about, you know, a ball like that, that used to be Albert would get every yeah. time. Yeah. And you remember that when he was here, you know, early in his career, oh, yeah. it was between him and second base. I felt like he could get it. Um, and yeah, he, he doesn't do that anymore. No. <laughs> but, uh, um, so yeah, I'm sure that there's some idea you know, I was, I was along with that. You're right. That they, they definitely like Edmund, but I mean, I think I've seen Edmund play second when Gorman's not playing, even with Goldschmidt there. Um, it just feels like, it feels like they trust Tommy Edmund at second more than anybody else. Um, that they think Sosa can, could cover short. And so, and it gets Sosa a chance to get into a game, but it feels like that to me, I, I'd have to look. I don't. It feels like to me when it's either been Gorman or Edmund playing second, and I can't think of anybody else playing there very often, at least. Um, but that may be on me. So, because uh, you know, I'm sure Donovan has played there some. Yeah, uh, but not not very often. Um, All Star game was this week. Um, Arnado didn't go. Uh, with his back problem, um, I'm glad I went Friday night and got to see him play because yeah. he didn't play for us on Saturday. Um, but he had a week off, played. Seemed I, from what I saw, I only got to watch the beginning part of the game last night. Uh, but he seemed, you know, doubled in the first and uh, seemed to be fine. So hopefully the rest is all that he needed. Um, Goldschmidt goes, hits a home run in the first inning, doesn't get another at bat. Uh, Pujols walks later in the game. Um, Helsley. Man, I know you were proud of Mr. Helsley. Yeah, uh, heck yeah. Iron three on the on the gun. And it felt like and maybe it's because it was later in the game, but it really felt like that was the takeaway for a lot of people from the Cardinals um contingent was was seeing him on the big stage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it was it was cool because I saw a picture afterwards that he took the whole family out there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that uh I was like, yeah, that's big. I mean, I will tell you that he has had a big coming out party this year because I know uh, one guy that's a really in tune Mets fan that was talking about how he's the most explosive Cardinals player. He said it's it's unreal to watch him. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting. And he was talking about, you know, knowing a guy that played high school with him and everybody does around here type situation. And, uh, yeah, it's impressive. And uh, I'm glad to see the success now. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, he doesn't quite. You know, he's not hitting 105 like Jordan Hicks, but it feels like this is what Jordan Hicks could be if he had enough control, right? Yeah. Um, because Helsley's, you know, you know, 101, 102, whatever, but he's getting people out, and Hicks has struggled with that. I mean, he, I don't know what it is, but you know, maybe it's the command or whatever. But for a guy that throws as hard as he does, he doesn't get the strikeouts you think he would. Um. So, um. Yeah, it's been great. To, it's been great to see, and um, hopefully, it'll pay off for him this off season. Um, I know. I don't. Is he ready? He's not probably not ready for arbitration yet, is he? Getting uh, close though. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, this is third year up, so. Yeah, it just it would depend on how much service time he's got and all that, but um, he's getting close, uh, and so maybe they'll give him a. A little bit of security, of course, you know, relievers. We've talked about it and not to, oh, yeah. uh, you know, does it not, not to, not to, to cursing, but I also think about, you know, what two years ago, Giovanni Gallegos was the man. Yeah. And now it's like, whew, sometimes, you know, sometimes he can be. And sometimes I think it was interesting that I, what he, he came in in the sixth this last time uh, that I saw him at least. Yeah. Uh, after struggling. It's like, you know, maybe he's going to get a little bit lesser, um, leverage yeah. for a while just like so. yeah we talked about that last week it's it's funny how he was the guy you wanted in big spots now and now you're kind of squeamish when he comes in yep yep and that's just you know that's the way of relievers unfortunately is you know if you can get them for if you get them for more than two years where you're confident in them i mean that's that's something i mean you don't get the and we saw we saw last you know last weekend josh Hader starting to become a little bit uh, human as well, but you know, he's had four or five, six years probably now of, of being a dominant closer. And that's just, that's rare. Um, so it's really interesting to, to see. And hopefully, you know, hopefully Helsley's more like a hater where he can have those years, um, and be the guy at the back of the bullpen and that everybody, nobody wants to see. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very, very possible. So, yeah. um, and then, and then the Cardinals last night go out and, and blow one to the Reds. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, Darby. So, it's so frustrating to have you know the two wins against them. You get a rain out. You've got a week off. You got you know this whole Soto stuff stirring around. You should only get kind of fired up about this team. And I don't know. I get you want Adam Wainwright out there, especially after a, a few days off. But boy, I don't know if you can avoid it. Why are you pitching him against the Reds and especially in Great American Ballpark? Because for whatever reason, that's not where he needs to be. Yeah, yeah I know it is. I, it was one of those, I, I bought into every bit of momentum that you just talked about too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, this is going to win. You go in and win tonight. You know, it's 2-2 there in the second. You're thinking they're going to win. They're going to win. We're going away. Even when uh, Cincinnati's up 6-2 at one point, I'm thinking the Cardinals get back into this. But then they, you know, never really did. And it was really bad, you know, and, and that's a considerably short start for, for Bueno. And, um, uh, you know, it's just tough because you want to start the momentum and build off that and, you know, stay that half game at least out of Milwaukee and for first place and one of those things. And they just kind of blown out of the water. Yep. Um, now, Adam Wainwright in Great American has a 573 ERA in 22 games. I mean, it's not like yeah. a small sample size. I mean, if you sort his, he has a worse record in. Angel Stadium, which he's only been in twice. Yankee Stadium, he's only been in once. Rogers Center, once. Shea Stadium, once. The old, 
I guess the old bush he was only in once. That makes sense, I guess. Um, in Camden Yards, where he's only yeah. in once. Um, yeah. The next closest one that he's been in at any time is Pittsburgh. He's got a 455 at Pittsburgh, um, which is why it's been coming down, given that he can almost no hit Pittsburgh now. Yeah. It's just, I don't get it. I don't know what the deal is. It just, I don't know if they just don't chase the pitches he needs. I don't know if it's just fly balls that he's used to. Um, that's the place where he's given up the most home runs. It's not Bush. Um, it's, it's kind of unexplainable, but it just, they've got him figured out and I would avoid pitching him against the Reds if at all possible. And, yeah. and you know, that's, so that's, that's just that. And then you've got, you know, you got Steven Matz going today and we'll have to see how that goes. Cause he hasn't pitched in forever. You know, he's supposed to pitch Sunday and didn't with the rain out. Um, and then you've got Michael. So you still got a chance to win the series. You still got a chance to, you know, you keep pace with Milwaukee, although you did lose that game last night to him. Um, but it's, it, it does, it does start making you think you got to, you got to get some sort of pitching and you hate for that, that need for this year to counteract the long-term potential of, of the Soto deal that we talked about earlier, if they wanted to do that. You'd hate to say, well, we can't do both. Um, but that very well may be what they say, and they go get a, a pitcher. I don't know. They got to do something, though. And they've only got, you know, a week and about 10 days, basically, till about 10 days to do it. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. Anything else we need to talk about today? We've gone a little over our hour. Um, I feel like. I feel like right now it's a, a bit of an unsettled time. You know, the Cardinals still, I think, as far as I, I didn't look, but I think right now is still out of the playoffs. And that's not a great place to be in the end of July, uh, especially when they've expanded. Um, and I I can't imagine the Cardinals are going to, I feel the Cardinals are going to be aggressive at the trade deadline if possible because I don't think they, ha- they can afford to. Yeah, got to make a shot. Yeah, um, and and for all fairness, I, you know the Dewitts have always wanted to be successful. Um, you can argue that they don't necessarily have put the same price of winning the World Series as maybe some people do, but they want to be in the postseason. They want to be, they you know they want to win division titles. I think too, um, yeah. although they don't always push for them Uh, (laughs) yeah it feels like they need to uh to make make a pretty big move and to make some noise and not necessarily a clubhouse shaker but add to show that 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 you're in this um i you know i know that that he kind of that mo kind of made the comment about not necessarily appeasing arenado but kind of agreeing with him but i I kind of bet that that may mean that they're going to kind of turn over some stones that i wish i knew of a name that I could see that they would do that, but I, I, I respect their creativity and getting something done too. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see Lester Hap last year coming. Yeah. Um, and we didn't like it when we did. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's like, okay, we got two old washed up pitchers, but you know, it turned out. So, right. You know, you do try to give them the benefit of the doubt till it, you know, see how it pans out. Um, I, I still feel like, Boy, that's, that Syndergaard name really does kind of feel like that sweet spot of, you know, can help the team, can make a little noise, can show that they're trying to do something without costing them a whole lot. 
Um, I, I still think that's that's more of the, the waters they're going to play in than a, yeah. than a Marvel. So. Yeah, I agree. But we, we will see. Adam and I, Al and I will be with you, you know, hopefully next week, you know, right before the trade deadline. Maybe the Cardinals will have made a move by then, but it seems unlikely since they like to wait to the last minute. Oh, yeah. Um, but we may have a, few, a little bit more buzz and rumors to talk about then. But until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night.